That's the simple thing for me. If I get up early and I get after it, my day will be more successful. If not, my day is way harder. It's this weird thing where you would think, well, if you sleep more, you probably feel better and then it's probably easier for you to do your day. Absolutely not. No, I feel like garbage. But what is it for you? What's the keystone habit? What's And I'll give you now uh, what I promised my clients. There's one keystone habit that I've found to be really important for most people. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,187. The goal isn't to be fearless, it's to fear less. Today, for episode number 1,188, what's the number, oh sorry, what's the one hard thing that makes everything else easier? Be nice if I could read the title. So I mentioned in our previous episode that I was on a show that scared the poop out of me. And it was because the person that was interviewing me was a doctor and very intelligent and had all these accolades and was amazing. But one question she asked me was, what's the number one hard thing that you do that makes everything else easier? And I said, interesting. That's a great question. That is a great Mm -hmm. question. And I said, honestly, I think for me, it's, it's the morning routine. And, but it also helped me. And I know I've been talking about this a ton. I still haven't, I'm still Jeffing a little bit on it. Honestly, that's why it keeps coming up. But I said, for me, I realize that if I can get up and get after it early, I just build so much momentum that everything else, everything else is a little bit easier. But I never really connected that. And it's interesting, Alan, because when we look back and I look back to the beginning of this journey for me, that's something I always did. I always got up early. I foam rolled. I learned. I exercised and then I usually napped shortly thereafter after <laughs> quick, I got back from quick, the gym. T- quick 10 a.m. nap. <laughs> quick two hour nap. And then quick I got after it for a couple hours and then I play Call of Duty for a little bit. Yep. But that's the one thing that I've always had. And even during COVID, when so COVID happened- we weren't successful. Right? When, when COVID <laughs> happened, I was still getting up early. I was working and then that was it. Like just because the gyms weren't open, I st- but I still get up. I still get up and get get after it early. Then that's the simple thing for me. If I get up early and I get after it, my day will be more successful. If not, my day is way harder. It's this weird thing where you would think, well, if you sleep more, you probably feel better, and then it's probably easier for you to do your day. Absolutely not. No, I feel like garbage. I feel like I don't feel like I got off on the right track. I don't feel like I've made any progress. And then it's hard for me to come into the office and then talk about making progress, whether it's with clients or it's just hard. It's hard because I'm not walking the talk. Mm -hmm. So I would say that for me, it's that, but I was curious to what you think yours is. And if you've seen a, a trend with clients where maybe they have one thing that makes one thing that kind of sucks, but it makes everything else suck less. Everyone. Every one of my clients has one of those. I'll give you a common one. First, First, I'll share what came up for me, and then I'll give you the most common one. 
that I've found with my clients. Uh, and the, the frame here is to help my clients maximize their potential, their greatest level of contribution, and their highest quality of life. Usually that last one is through becoming more profitable in whatever it is they do, whether they're at work or their business. For me, what came up when you said it? What was the question one more time? What came up for me was self-discipline. Go ahead. What's the one hard thing that makes everything else easier? Self-discipline came up, but I know that's kind of not what you're looking for. Mm. Self-discipline, but I do want to share this. And this is kind of like the keystone habit, which I want to describe in a second. But when you said, what's the one thing, the one hard thing that makes everything else easier? Self-discipline. Now, okay, thank you for that breakthrough, right? The ability to get yourself to do something that you don't want to do, but you know you should, that is self-discipline. And if you don't have that, I think that your life will always be somewhat off the rails. Because to Kevin's point with the waking up early, you cannot wake up early without self-discipline. That's a challenge for me, definitely. I don't want to wake up early. I don't like it at all. Hate it. I actually hate it pretty much with a passion. (laughs) Okay, moving forward. Do you, even if you're more productive, do you hate it? I hate not getting up early. Okay. Yeah, I would say I dislike getting up early more than you do. Mm, okay. Definitely. But I'll give you another example, and this will we'll use me as an example. The one hard thing that I do that apparently, by the way, with females, I don't recommend doing this. Apparently, it messes with your hormones if you're not careful, so you got to research this. But I do inter- intermittent fasting. So the one hard thing that I do that makes everything else easier is fasting. Like really think about this for a second. And I I was talking to two clients about this recently who want to increase their productivity. I don't eat at all until 9.30 p.m. at night. Occasionally I'll have some like simple carbs uh, pre-gym right before my workout. But most of the time I don't eat until after the gym. So right now I've got chicken and rice. Chicken's in the Instapot, rice is in the rice cooker. When I get home from the gym tonight, I'm good to go. Mm. But I don't eat. And so so I have, you know, energy drinks, uh, Zoas. I'll have like one or two of those, sometimes three if it's a really long day, which equates to 160 milligrams of caffeine per. per. And then I hydrate. I have a hydrate hydration bottle, right? I actually don't think it's in this room. I think it's downstairs today. But anyways, uh, that's a first. Mm. If I do eat during the day, I get really tired and I get really sluggish and I get really foggy. For Kev, it's the opposite for whatever reason. So I don't like waking up early as much as you do. You don't like fasting as much as I do. And I don't like working late. Yeah, you hate working late, for sure. Because it jeffs the... That's like, it's almost like... Right. Yeah. The perfect thing for me is being done. And we switched. And it's been, honestly, it's been Tara and I went out to dinner last night for the first time on a Monday since we started dating. Can you imagine that? <laughs> it was the yeah. first time we've ever gone out on a Monday night. Like we went, it was like 15 minutes down the road. It's not like we went and did something extravagant, but she's yeah. like, I want to celebrate the fact that we can actually do that. And I was like, wow, that's mind blowing. Because she said, how how many episodes have you done of the live podcast? And I said, I think we were on like 139, 139 weeks. And I was like, that's almost three years. It's almost three years, yeah. That is wild to me. I know. So pretty much forever. And if it wasn't the live <laughs> podcast, we were still recording. Of course. So, but yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. 
No, no, it's 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 interesting. When I and by the way, you've been really enjoying the nine AMs. That that's been really hard for me. It sucks. I'm I'm not necessarily enjoying it, but I do enjoy the six PMs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I worked until eight PM last night and then I went to the no, we we took Tucker for a walk and then we got back, we ate, she had to go to the office today, so but here, here's the thing. I want to bring this back to the Keystone habit. That's what we're talking about here. So ho- hopefully everyone's contemplating their own life, not just thinking about Kevin and I. The Keystone habit is what's the one habit that if you do this one habit, all the other habits get easier. So for Kev, when he wakes up in the morning, you your day starts off right. You get your back office work done. You go to the gym. You listen to the NLU episode. Like most of your peak performance tracker gets done just just in the morning, right? Yeah. yeah. My keystone habit: if I eat during the day, I am telling you, I am maybe a third less productive. I'm t- take thirty three percent of my productivity and just take it out the window the moment I eat. If I eat and watch a show midday, I am just it is just hard to get back. And so for me, intermittent fasting is the one most important thing for me. As a matter of fact, I've even decided that my fitness might take a hit for my productivity, which has been really hard for me, by the way, because, you know, when you're in a bulk eating 3000 calories or 2,500 calories in one meal is like brutal, particularly if you're going to do it clean, which (laughs) I don't always do. But what is it for you? What's the keystone habit? What's, and and I'll give you now uh, what I promised my clients. There's one keystone habit that I've found to be really important for most people. Whenever I have a client, particularly the feminine energy, but but usually always, but I'll speak to the feminine. Whatever builds self-esteem in the feminine usually has to do with fitness. Almost always. This is what I've found. Again, this is just my perspective. This is based on the data of all the clients. I coach mostly women, so I'm just going to share my perspective. What I've found is that when the feminine, uh, maybe not feminine, masculine, let's just do my female clients. With my female clients, what I've found is they tie most of their self-esteem, not most, a lot of their self-esteem to fitness. And so I say this quote, if you had a friend who broke as many promises to you as you've broken to yourself, how much would you value that friendship? Think about a friend who's never there for you, always says they're going to be there and they never are, says they're going to, you know, text you back and they never do. That, that self does that, do you value the friendship more? No. Okay. I've found, and this is one of the things that I do with particularly my female clients, but all my clients is what's the one biggest hit to their self-esteem? Almost always, it has something to do with food or fitness. And if you can fix that, I'm telling you, everything proliferates. It's like wild. I have one client in particular who could not go to the gym consistently to save her life. She just struggled so much with fitness. She always has. Totally understandable. We've gotten her to a place now where she's been so consistent for so long, at least 130 days plus. And I'm telling you, she's a different person now. Mm. And I know because I used to struggle with fitness so much. And I remember, I remember one time I went to the gym and I cried in the bathroom and then I left because I was, I was so upset with how much I let myself go. 
if you are, are, are consistently letting yourself down in an arena that you really deeply care about and you're pretending you don't care about it, it's going to constantly degrade your self-esteem. And if your self-esteem is dwindling, your self-worth is going to stay low and then you're not going to think you're worth it. And so to flip that script, what I've really helped clients do is just be consistent in fitness. And I have several clients right now that send me a accountability picture every day. Some of them on social media, you can see NLU Fit Pick Challenge. And then some of them are just accountability photos in WhatsApp privately. But that's the keystone habit for a lot of people is just exercise. Because when you exercise, you want to eat better. When you eat better, you're going to sleep better. When you sleep better, you're going to want to exercise. And you're going to stay motivated. It's, it's, it's a keystone habit that's very, very critical. It's definitely one of my top ones. My number one hard thing that makes everything else easier is intermittent fasting. Number two would be exercising. Bonnie here. I just wanted to share my experience with group coaching and some of the things that I got out of it. So going into group coaching, I was not tracking any habits at all. And so now some of them have become habits. I'm happy to say I wake up, I have a glass of water without even thinking about it anymore. So now I think it's probably time to gear up I highly encourage people to jump into group coaching. There's so much information and so stick with it and um, carry on and your life will be better for it. Yeah, that resonates with me too. I think one of the reasons that I feel like crap when I don't get up early is because I don't exercise. Don't work out. Yep. Because if I, it's that, this weird thing. So say, you know, tonight you and I are going to finish at seven, seven, say 7.15. If I go to the gym... I say I go at 7.30. I'm going to foam roll. I'm not going to start working out until 8. If Say it's an hour, so 9, and I get home, and then I get a shower and eat. I go to bed at 10, and then I'm going to get up at 4 to, to, to work out again. That's the no thing. Is if, if I miss a day in the morning, it Jeff's the next day. 100%. Automatically. And that's why it's... But that's that's interesting. That's a really good frame. What What is the thing that makes or breaks your self-esteem most. That's a really good frame. Thank you. That, I like that. That's usually the linchpin for lack of better. That's the leverage point. Whatever is the biggest detriment to someone's self-esteem. And I want to clarify this quickly. I forget who it was on stage, but there's a lot of science behind this, or statistics rather, not science, statistics behind this where I'll just speak the statistic that I heard. And again, don't quote me on this, but it does make sense. The, the, the females in America specifically, the U.S., I know this is global, but in the U.S., the females in the U.S. have the biggest form of shame around um, body image. Hmm. And I think statistically speaking, based on my clients and my awareness, body image tends to be a bigger issue for females. Not always, but it tends to be. For males, it's success. It's usually financial success. So if a man is not financially successful, they have a lot of shame typically. And for women, it tends to be body image. And again, it's both for both. So don't, you know, I don't want to get into the male-female thing. I really don't. But what I do want to share is the self-esteem piece. Whatever, if if finance is the, for you, Kev, your self-esteem without money is fucking, pardon my French, it's so much lower. <laughs> It's like wildly lower. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. No, but it's so much lower. It is. We at our business, we've genuinely made sure Kevin has enough revenue coming in to where he can think long term. Yeah. Because when you don't have money, you are not the same man. Mm -hmm. 
and it's nope. interesting. And that I, you know, sorry to, I didn't mean to come at you, but <laughs> You're good. dude, You're good. for me, if I am not working out, man, I am like, I'm, it's so unacceptable for me. And it makes sense, right? I was always successful. You were always in shape. Yeah. So our deepest pain, I was way out of shape. Kevin was an athlete, always in shape. and uh, But I was successful and smart or whatever. So now, of course, of course, our self-esteem is going to take a hit with that. And so Kevin and I were in Toronto and he's like, honestly, I've let it go, but I'm okay with it. you know. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I can't believe I've let my physique go, X, Y, Z, right? <laughs> And, and you're like, I feel pretty good. You know, we got money coming in. <laughs> it's like, so you got to know your kryptonite. Everyone has a self-esteem kryptonite. And if you find it and correct that, everything else will cascade in a positive direction. And I've found that to be true time and time again, not only for myself, but for my clients. Well, and I think the other thing too is, you know, you can make more money. I know I can get as fit as I want again, especially when there's more money. That's the interesting thing for me is I know with age, it's harder for sure, but with more resources, it's easier because I can go to the physical therapist every, you know, once a week I can get a massage every other yeah. that I'm, there's part of me that's like, look, I'm going to do what I can in the meantime, but my body needs some, some TLC. <laughs> now that's, that's definitely, that's definitely part of it. And the, the other reason, I think we talked about this in Toronto, but I'm focused now on getting strong. So I don't really, I don't care about being lean progress for me just looks different now. And I've already decided I'll I'll do what I'm doing until March and then I'll start cutting and I'll go back down to whatever. So I already have the plan in place. I pulled my back yesterday getting into my car. So things aren't <laughs> great right now, honestly. Things aren't great. So for the listeners, how do they find their one hard thing that makes everything else easier? I think you got to reflect. I, I think that's a really good frame that you have. Like what's the number one thing hurting your self-esteem? If you're hurting your self-esteem, you're hurting everything else. Hands, hands most down. likely unless you're getting lucky in other things like i'm sure you can make money with low self-esteem in fairness yeah, yeah. right but fairness. most likely that can be a comp what i've found right. is a lot of that is an overcompensation for right. Right. a deep insecurity right yeah. and so being very vulnerable with self is important here and i'll also say this whatever's hurting your self-esteem is most likely rooted in some lack of self-discipline that that doesn't mean it's easy yeah. Usually the thing we want to do least is the thing we have to do most when it comes to self-esteem. Because deep down we know, we know we're jeffing. We mm. know we're procrastinating. We know we're avoiding. And I'll give you mine. Standing up to people who are disrespectful to me, it's what I want to do least. But yeah. it's also the most important for my self-esteem. Which I probably won't do if I'm not going to the gym which I probably won't do if I'm not fasting, you know? So it's it, it's all connected. And this is. is a really good episode. I'm grateful we did it. I had a moment too. This is a dollar in the jar. Last thing I'll say. I was, this was a really interesting breakthrough for me. And again, I understand it's not like this for everybody. Just contextually, the reason I say you'll understand. I was making my last coffee of the day and I have, Taryn got me some like white chocolate I don't know, some peppermint mocha thing, creamer. And I said, it, you know what's wild? It's way easier for me to lose weight than to gain weight. And here's why. Because you can undershoot your calories and still lose weight. But if you overshoot your calories, you gain too much. That was a very interesting breakthrough for me where if you're not going to track and you're trying to lose weight, I'll just undershoot. 
But if I don't track when I'm trying to gain weight, I'll get, I'll go too far for sure. hundred percent. That was an interesting thing for me. So I tracking, don't know if I get it. So if, uh, okay. Say I need to, I need to eat 1750 calories a day, boss, to lose the weight I want to lose. Okay. If I don't track, I'll probably eat 1500. Cause I know I'm not tracking and it's like, well, I'm all, I'm going to be extra stringent. But uh, when I'm, when I'm trying to gain weight, I don't know. I want to make sure I'm getting enough calories. So I'm most likely <laughs> going to overshoot it. Yeah. Yeah. So tracking calories for me is another thing. In terms oh of yeah. Cornerstone habit for sure. You and I aren't Very, doing it at all. No, right no, no. Uh, no, nice. <laughs> no. The last time I tracked calories <laughs> is when we were in Milwaukee. One day. You and I did it one day. Subway. I give myself a half a check. You on my peak a, performance you tracker, get nothing. red light, green light, yellow light. I get, I have a yellow light on my optimal tracker for intuitively eating. <laughs> I, yeah. load up, I should get it for intuitively. I'm anywhere money. between. <laughs> I'm anywhere between fifteen hundred and twenty five hundred calories. <laughs> well, <laughs> average is out to two thousand. So maybe you <laughs> yeah, but that's another one too. Is again, that's why. But I am tracking my weight, so I know if yeah, yeah. you know yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, should I be tracking? Yes. Am I it's, it's gonna do it tonight? Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Same. Same. I'm glad we did this episode. Same. I'm glad we did this episode. Next level nation, as Alan mentioned, I think it was in one of the previous episodes where we were talking about judgment and people not believing in somebody's goals and not necessarily supporting them to the level that they wish they would get supported when it comes to their their goals and their aspirations. That is exactly why we have a Facebook group that is private. It's not private because we're exclusive and we don't want a bunch of people in it. It's private because we want to make sure you can be in it and you can feel safe. And we quite literally have had people reach out to us and say, hey, just a heads up, can we not invite this person because they're whatever, they're an, a partner, they're a, a past bully, whatever it is. And we're just like, yeah, no, you, no, you don't even have to tell us, like consider it done. We want to make sure it's a safe place for you. And we want it to be a community that we would have wanted early in our journey as well. So. Link will be in the show notes. Hashtag Next Level Nation. The common core wound in Next Level Nation is struggling with self-esteem and self-worth. Kevin and I both, for sure, mm -hmm. self-worth. The common core value is holistic self-improvement. Total shocker. Uh, no. And then the common core aspiration is goals and dreams. You know? So if you want a place where you fit in, that is the place where all goals and dreams are uh, valued. Greg... McKeon wrote a book called Essentialism. And in this noisy, noisy, noisy world, when we are reflecting on 2022 and we're going into 2023, I think that all of us need to trim our rose bush, so to speak. In a, a rose bush, you have to trim it in order for the, the buds to flourish. So you trim it in the fall and then in the spring it flourishes. That's kind of the idea here. Book club, every Saturday, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We had 11 people last Saturday. It was awesome. Uh, how do you get get rid of the sorry how do you get rid of i almost had it kev i almost had it how do you get rid of the inessential persons places things and ideas that really are toxic and are not serving you and maybe if they're not toxic they're just not serving your greatest level of contribution right and so that's what that is about and uh, i'll see you on saturday <laughs> the next. link to register is in the oh, show sorry. notes this is a real s show at the end here oh, yeah. next level nation tomorrow for episode number 1100 <laughs> 
1,189. We almost had it. We, we did. Almost you, had it. I was going to say, you'd think we'd have it together after almost 1,200 episodes. Is yep. the grass greener where you're going? I had a really good conversation with a podcast client today. It was awesome. I'm excited to bring that to you all. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. We'll see you where the grass is greener. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.